You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. SMS Bongani. On 31702. Now, the chairperson for the Standing Committee on Public Accounts, Scopa Centre, Minister for Social Development, Batabile Lamini, and the South African Post Office back to the negotiation table yesterday. It follows revelations that, of course, the two entities had still not reached an agreement. Uh, the South African Post Office CEO, Mark Barnes, said there was a misconception about whether the Post Office had the capacity to administer the grants. You remember, of course, this all comes after the Constitutional Court declared that SASA's contract with CPS, the dispensers of the grants as things stand now, was invalid, but extended it for a period of 12 months. It's not really clear why the minister is insisting on making a final announcement for the multi-billion rand tender. Various NGOs, of course, have uh, been keeping the pressure on Minister Batabile Lamini to make a decision before we back there in April next year. Joining us now on the line is Freedom Under Law CEO Nicole Fritz. Good afternoon to you, Nicole, and thank you for your time. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on the show. What are your concerns at this stage? As you watch Batabile, I suppose by, you know, many of her critics uh, would say that she's dithering and she's... uh, you know, buying time and just not moving this matter forward. What, how do you respond to it? I think that that is perhaps a very generous um, interpretation of, of what's happening. I mean, we, we're tremendously concerned because following the court, um, essentially having to acquiesce to the extension of the CPS contract, which it had already found to be invalid five years before, um, because there was no one, no alternative and... Um, one couldn't countenance the idea that social grant payments would be would be interrupted. The Constitutional Court put in place a fairly extraordinary mechanism, this expert panel, to oversee the transition to a new social grant payment system um, and, and to ensure that it was seamless. And what we've seen, and we had a, a report issued from that expert panel uh, in September, which was absolutely scathing. Um, in in its assessment of what has been happening in Sasa, uh, the the conduct of the minister, um, what they seem to be doing is systematically withholding information from the expert panel so that it is unable to perform its role of overseeing and monitoring what is happening. So basically, so, as far as you're concerned, this whole process has not been undertaken in good faith? I, I mean, any reader of the report would have to make that, that, that conclusion. Um, that that they are not the, the minister and Sasa are not complying with the court order. That they are doing everything in their power to avoid the, the scrutiny and the oversight uh, that would have to happen in order to ensure this this proper transition to a new a social grant payment system. So, what happens if this doesn't get resolved? I mean, is it in a way forcing the hand of the court to extend the CPS contract yet even further? I mean. We can't have a scenario where these payments aren't made come April next year. Absolutely. Um, and I think everyone will have that sort of uppermost in their minds that this is obviously millions of South Africans depend for their livelihoods on the payment of social grounds. That one can't countenance an interruption of, of the, that payment. But we certainly don't want to see a scenario, which we did earlier this year, where the, where the court essentially had a gun held to its head and said, you've got to acquiesce to the extension of this invalid contract because there is because there is no alternative. Now, the recommendations that the expert panel makes are, are, are very serious, and they ask the court to issue directions um, in line with those recommendations, and one has to hope that 
you know, we will see the court issue such recommendations very quickly. Uh, they're asking uh, SASA CPS to uh, to explain why there has been uh, a withholding of information which is required for them to properly do their uh, perform their oversight function. Um, they they make the fairly extraordinary um, recommendation that. SASA does not have collectively the skill or expertise to oversee uh, a transition to a new social grant system, that they need to look urgently at bringing in such persons and and that perhaps they need to be um, directed to do so, so that the court uh, might look at directing SASA to bring in such persons who would be able to to perform um, this very vital, critical function. I mean, ultimately, the minister is answerable, uh, you know, to the president as part of the executive here. What should parliament do this? I know she's answering questions in parliament as we speak, but ultimately, you know, this just seems to be, you know, Groundhog Day, if you like. Sure. I think what parliament needs to be doing is, is, is trying to... Um, provide as much oversight and scrutiny as possible. So we need to, um, they need to be asking the question, who's undertaking the evaluation here of institutions like SASA and their capacity to undertake social grant payments? Um, are those persons qualified to make such, a, make such assessments? Can we see the documents, their recommendations? Um, I, think, I think that detail is absolutely necessary because, unfortunately, Sasa and the minister have betrayed the trust of the South African public and they say so, uh, you know, cannot be taken on trust. All right, Freedom Under Law CEO Nicole Fritz there on the line from Johannesburg. I mean, when we hear about a responsive and caring government and you know that the fates of millions of people might be on the line, it comes back to the conversation we've been having where it's just a line item, it's just a minor glitch, uh, it's just, uh, you know, we're having conversations or negotiations. That's the official line, that's the official explanation. But for those directly affected, it could possibly be a calamity.